Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. Welcome back to 2024. Welcome back to new things, new year, new life, new chapter, new Barb. No. Hi, Barb. Hi, Michelle. Same Hi, Barb. everyone. New everything. It's, we can, I, I'm going to encourage everyone to be exactly who you are this year. Like really stand tall in who you are and what you want, always in a kind and helpful, loving way, but not abandoning yourself. This is the year to own who you are and not have this feeling that you could live your life without ever knowing the person who's living it. Like being really true and authentic to yourself and feeling good about that. I agree. I know that there's so much talk and pressure at this time of year of resolutions and setting goals and like new year, new you kind of thing. And I think that that's perfect. What you said that you don't have to change yourself just because it's a new year or be extra hard on yourself because maybe you're not where you quote unquote want to be. Um, but rather focus on who you are and, and loving yourself in this moment. Love it, Michelle, because I think you and I've talked so much about this and I'm excited about this episode because it's not about a new year, new you. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't either. I never did love that. And I, I said that at the beginning as a joke. I know you did. Okay. No, no, no. I know you did because I know. <laughs> I were like, you just said that, Michelle. No, but I knew that I knew what you meant because we talk about this so much. Like, how about new year accepting of me as who I am, like being who you are. Mm-hmm. Like really stepping into this new year, owning the greatness, the magnificence, the place, giving yourself the place at the table, giving yourself the grace, knowing what it is that you want to work on, who you want to continually keep becoming, but honoring who you are in this moment. I think this idea of new year, new you, I've never liked that because I thought, well, why don't I want to have a new me? Because I... I need to be exactly who I am and accepting of who I am and be who I am, be the greatest version of who I am. And you and I, Michelle, are never talking about at the, you know, at, at, without being kind to other people and at the, you know, at the behest of other people, putting them down or any of that kind of stuff, like stepping on other people and going ahead and charging forward like no one else matters but me. No, but I think what happens, especially for women, I'm going to say this up front is we forget that we matter too. We forget that we deserve a seat at the table, wherever table we're at, whatever work we're doing, whatever home life we're living, whatever partnership we're in, whatever family life we're in, we deserve to have the seat at the table. And so this idea that we have to become something new, we don't need to become something new. We need to become who we are. We need to be exactly who we are connecting with ourselves and owning the fact that we deserve the life that we're living and not at the expense of other people, but at the, um, at really the honor and the grace of ourselves. If that makes any sense, I'm not sure I chose all the right words there, but I can kind of feel I'm really amped up today with this episode you know, having a new year and we can do this anytime throughout the year. And one of our colleagues said, you know, a new year, it's just a calendar year. We can start a new year anytime we want to. And that's all true, but there's something psychological and something physiological, I think, with the idea of starting a new year. 
So as we embark on this episode of the podcast, I really want people to understand that you already are extraordinary. Now let's start looking at how do we own who we are and feel comfortable in our own skin and really understand that we already are worthy of the life that we're trying to live. That's very nice. Thanks for listening to Barb Knows Best. Have a great day. (laughs) I know I kind of started out really hot. Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. And really, because I feel feel this strongly for myself. I I promised all of you in 2023 that I was going to unveil a lot of things in 2024 that's been happening for me in 2023 as I move through it. But I also promise that I'm going to be the embodiment of who I am. I truly want to be that example, but not, but not be an example on a pedestal, but kind of be the example of who all of you already are already. It's just that we have to know it. We have to understand it. We have to embrace it. We have to stop trying to be what other people think we should be or what we think society says we should be or what all the commercials think we should be or all the online products think we should be. And not that we don't engage in all of those things, but what is right for you? Like knowing full well what is right for you, what feels right. And for me in 2024, what feels right is knowing that if someone has my back, I love it. And I'm really grateful for that. And it's okay if you don't. This is going to kind of be a theme for me in the next few episodes, possibly. (laughs) Like, it's okay if you don't have my back. I I don't mind it, but don't pretend like you do and vice versa. So like authenticity. Yeah. Just let's, let's just all be authentic this year. Let's try not to try to prove to people who we are Mm -hmm. or try to prove to people who we think we are. Let's just actually be who we are. And I think the last episode we talked about John O'Donohue, who is one of my favorite poets and one of my favorite teachers. And he says, could we just learn to be? And that doesn't mean being stagnant. That doesn't mean being lazy and not productive. That doesn't mean go to a cave and meditate your life away. It just means, can we actually embrace who we know we are deep inside? Who we really are before the world and life and other people and society and commercials and all the things told us we aren't. Oh, you need this in order to be prettier or you need this in order to be more successful or here are the 10 ways that you can become a billionaire. If I see that come up on my news feed one more time, here are the five things you need to do to become a millionaire because there's going to be millions of people next year becoming millionaires. It's just like everything is like, this is what you need to do. And I'm not saying that all of that is not okay because it is, but take it with a grain of salt. Like, does it resonate for you? Well, it's making you feel like what you have right now isn't enough or okay. Exactly. So look at it like, okay, let me read this. Cause I do, I read all of this and we even do that in our reels, Michelle, here are the five things <laughs> that, that narcissists do, or here are the five things that you need to do to embrace your own true self. These are all real and these are all helpful. I'm not saying that none of these things are helpful, but if we take it in that we're not already okay, that idea it's, okay, not to be okay. We're all, we're all kind of in the same boat. So can we really just look at it like, okay, I could learn some things. Let me see if these resonate for me. And if I want to buy them or if I want to do them Mm -hmm. or if I want to embrace them or if I want to use them, 
That's all I'm saying. I don't, I want to make sure that I'm clear. I read and listen to all of this stuff, but I actually am really going to take note of, does it resonate for me? And is it something that I really want? Or is it something that I think I need to have in order to be me? Well, I think that's that discernment that we talk about so often on the show is, is being able to see all of the things that are happening around us and know what's for us and what's not or what resonates or what doesn't or what is in our best interest or what isn't. And I know that this time of year where a lot is being put in our faces, like all of the things that you were saying and yeah, don't feel the pressure to participate if it's not for you or even let yourself decide how you want to start this new calendar year. And maybe, I mean, I think I mentioned this in another episode, like usually for us, it's like, okay, come January one clean slate. And then it's like, uh, well, um, first week of January is a little crazy. Okay. Come mid January clean slate. And it's like, oh, well there's still this, this, and this that we're tying up. Um, okay. February one, happy new year. And like, that's fine. It, you know, it doesn't, I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to have it all sorted out and organized so that come January 1st, we're in a certain mindset or have certain things ticked off our to-do list. And sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes life gets in the way. Our life really got in the way at the end of 2023. I mean, I feel like the holidays you know, the week between Christmas and New Year's, like it was all so different than usual for me as far as feelings and what what we did and the energy of it. And so come January, I'm like, wait, did that even happen? I know. (laughs) So it's just like, so I kind of told myself at the end of 2023, like, you know, maybe I'll give myself like the first few days of January to kind of have that, um, to cultivate the energy of those days that I feel like I didn't really get to have, if that makes sense. So all of that to say, just like with everything else, you have a choice in how you approach this new year and how you participate with the new year resolutions and that whole um, mindset and culture. And I know last week we talked about closing out 2023 and remembering the good and the lessons and pulling to mind, you know, what, what it is we desire for this new year. If you haven't listened to it, um, go back and give it a listen. Um, and then today we wanted to just dive in a little deeper to one of my favorite practices for the new year and for anything in general And I know we've talked about it in the past, but intention setting and choosing an intention word for 2024 and hopefully revealing what we've chosen for 2024. Oh, definitely. I'm going to reveal mine. And I just, I, Michelle, I want to say two things about what you said before we get started. One, we kind of set it up this way that January is a wash. January is kind of like an extension of 2023 because we always do a major, major event at the beginning of the new year. When I say beginning, I mean like February 1st or end of January. 
And this year I'm going to plug it. We have the incredible, extraordinary Elizabeth Gilbert coming to speak at our Mindful Boca event in Boca Raton. So if you happen February to be- February 1st. February 1st, if you happen to be in Florida or if you want to fly to Florida and make a trip out of it, February is a beautiful month in Boca Raton, Elizabeth Gilbert. So really in January, we are spending all of our time getting ready for this event, which feels like an extension of 2023 or feels like an extension of the past year. And then when we're done with the event, then we all take a deep breath and we say, okay, now the new year is starting. So we kind of set that up every year yeah. just to, just to say that, but I wanted to plug that the amazing Elizabeth Gilbert will be here in Boca Raton on February 1st. So you can get all the information on all of our social media stuff we'll on put our the newsletter. Link in the, um, show notes. Put the link to the newsletter in the show notes. Yeah. Cause then you can buy the tickets and do all the things and we've got some special things going on. So that I wanted to say. And then the second thing I wanted to say is I want to plug you. You have done. No, because I think you are so humble. You are so modest. You are so wanting to serve in any way that you can without any notoriety to yourself or with any attachment to the things that you bring to the table. You have been doing this practice for decades. You taught me this practice. How old am I if I've been doing it for decades? Well, we've been working for that's, 11 years. No, you're right. That's crazy. So at least two decades. Um, and so I really feel like this changed my life and changed my thinking in the idea of New Year's resolutions and goal setting. And because I always had this mindset, okay, we go into the new year. What's my goal? What do I want to achieve? What do I want to accomplish? Do I want to lose weight? Do I want to do this? Do I want to eat better? Do I want to start exercising more? Do I want to ask my boss for this job, you know, raise or whatever? There's always been something externally, always. I feel like we're driven externally when a new year comes. Totally. And you changed everything for me at least 13 years ago or 14 years ago. When you said, mom, I like a more aligned, gentler approach in looking at the new year. You did not like the chaos and the pressure and the feeling of going into a new year with all this external stuff that you had to come up with as your goal, as your desire, as your this, as your that. And it was so interesting when you and I had this conversation so long ago, when you were talking about how it made you feel, it made you feel more pressured, made you feel less than, it made you feel like, well, what, wait a minute, my life is already okay. Let me figure out. It just was such an amazing conversation we had so long ago. And I loved it that you always said, I want, I, that you came up with this practice for yourself because you did not like the idea of going into the new year. It didn't fit for you going into the new year with a goal settling goal setting, New Year's resolution, outward thinking mode. Mm -hmm. So you came up with this idea of a more gentler, I love this. You've written this so much in all of your work, a gentler, more aligned approach. And I have been doing it ever since you and I spoke about this and I love it. Thank you. Because I think everything we talk about is always about living our lives from the inside out. So why in the world will we start a new year from the outside in? It just made so much sense. You were so ahead of your time back then, Michelle. Oh, thank you. No, really, you really were. And this idea that we would start a new year from the outside in, what do we want to get out there? How about let's looking at what is our intent? What is it that we want? What is it our intention? And so I always align this, and I know you use this in your work as well, with this Upanishads quote. Mm-hmm which comes from the deep 
traditions of the Upanishads, and this is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite quotes. You are what your deepest desire is. As your desire is, so is your intention. As your intention is, so is your will. As your will is, so is your deed. As your deed is, so is your destiny. I do really love that. I know you use it all the time. And I, I, when I first read it 25 years ago, it's, you know, like, let this sink in for a minute. It's so, I don't want to use the word, your word perfect because I use it too often. But for me, it is the perfect example of how I want to live my life. I don't want to live my life from the outside in. I want to live my life as to what it is do I want? What do I desire? What is my intention? As you always say, Michelle, we can do this every single moment of the day, not just at the beginning of a year. What, what do I intend for myself today? And then if I have an intention, then my will, my, my, my choices, my actions, everything that I'm going to do, my will, my, my strong will is going to be aligned with that intention So then my actions, my deeds are going to be aligned with that intention. And when all my deeds and all my actions and all my thoughts and all my will, all the things, all the deepest desire in my soul, in my heart, in my being, that is going to be what I manifest or that is going to be my destiny or that is going to be what the outcome or the consequences of my actions are going to be. And so I wanted to set that up. (laughs) This is what you have done for me. And I believe in all of your writings and all of your work, you have done for everyone that's ever listened to anything that you've spoken about, anything that you've ever written and on this podcast. So I thank you. Thank you so much for bringing this to my life. And I really believe this is going to be life-changing for everyone listening today. Thank you. I didn't even tell her to say that. No, it's changed my life. you. You have changed my... This has been... This, this is, this has been huge. And I know I use that word huge and you always laugh at me when I use it, but it has, it's changed my life. It let me off the hook of needing a resolution. And then mm-hmm. by mid January, I didn't even remember what the heck that resolution was. Right. And I didn't know what diet I was on and I didn't know what thought I was on and I didn't know what thing I was on. But the intention, when I tap into my, my heart my soul, my deepest desire, that intention lives with me from the inside. So we can't forget it. You know, we, we certainly may make choices that are not aligned with it because we're not perfect, but the intention will always live there inside of us. Mm-hmm. Especially if we name it, that idea of naming it right. is, is really profound. What were you going to say it's huge? <laughs> it was, I said profound. <laughs> it was profound. So I just oh, wanted right. to say that. So that was great. You're in for a great episode. Well, I mean, you really already, you took us there. Well, I didn't take us to the process. No, no, no. I'm saying in a good good way. way. Yes, yes. I know. Because you're so humble. You are so humble. Just looking at your face right now. You are so (laughs) precious. You are so sweet. You are so humble. And I think it's so powerful. I can't wait to reveal my word. We're all excited to hear it. Because I think when you sit down and as you're going to walk us through, when you sit down and quiet and think about when I thought about what I've been through for 2023, and I've thought about the greatest teaching, mm-hmm. or if you want to use the word lesson, or the greatest thing that's come up for me the whole year, and all of the trauma, all of the turmoil, all of the hardships, my word is, it just comes to you. Mm-hmm. It's not like I 
had to figure it out. It just came to me. Wow. This is what needs to happen for 2024 now. This is what life in 2023 was trying to teach you. Yeah. Do you want me to say the word? No, 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 not yet. Okay. (laughs) Don't, don't give it all away. Don't give it all away now. Okay. Um, Thank you. Let's take a quick break. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back. Um, yeah, you just, you put a lot out there and I have so many things that I want to say to what you just said. The stage is yours. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I do love that Upanishads quote. And just to dial it back to that, Upanishads are a Vedic text um, in the Hindu tradition. But I do, and to your point, it does really feel like a perfect quote because listening to you read it, and then I've been looking at it, reading it over and over since then, it is kind of like the perfect encapsulation of really everything we talk about on this show in general. And it perfectly to me shows how the control that you do have in your life in a mostly uncontrollable world. And it just breaks it down. So step-by-step to understanding the desire, figuring out how you want to go about it knowing how to create it in your mind first and then into your actions and then into the world. Um, And so I just, yeah, I really love that quote. We'll put it up on the Instagram. Oh, definitely. And I think too that, you know, to get, get to the, the what of an intention, if, if you're not familiar with what intention is, I think it's really important to walk through all that. Yes. That We're going to. Okay. That you've done in all your writings, because I think it's, I just didn't want the, the quote to pass by without. I agree. Um, highlighting it again, because it, it's, deep. I, you know what I think here, this is what I think about it with new year's resolutions and starting a new year. It, everything feels so quick fix. Like I'm going to resolve to lose weight or I'm going to resolve to, uh, write a book or whatever. I don't know the things are. And we think that 
we say it and it's going to happen immediately. And I think that's kind of where resolutions fall off because it's a journey. And I feel like with this quote and with setting intentions that are so tied deeply to your deepest inner desire, not the outer desire is it is a journey. Like the first step of the journey is to actually figure out what you want. And like you were saying at the start of this episode, not what the external world makes you think that you want or pressures of what you think you should be doing, but like what you actually want. And you were saying too, we were talking to one of our colleagues a couple of weeks ago about this. Like she was saying, you know, I don't, I don't have any deep desire to start this year because I just want to rest and just be for a little bit and figure out. I'm like, that's great. Cause you know what you want. And she's Gen Z. And I feel like the Gen Zers really, they just know on a deeper level sometimes. Um, so it's that first part of understanding what you want and letting it be so unique to you that it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Um, and allowing yourself to tap into it. And then of course, knowing that desire so that you can set your attention. So, I mean, going off of our colleague, she wanted rest. So your intention is to be maybe slowed down, restful, um, mindful, and then using that with your thoughts. Are my thoughts in alignment of wanting to be more restful and mindful and slowed down? And then taking that into your actions. Am I speeded up when I'm driving or in the grocery store or when I'm talking to a friend and then so on, so on, so on. So I just, I feel like this practice has always been more aligned for me personally because it takes out that instant gratification and then ultimately the disappointment that comes when you don't have the instant gratification that you feel like you should have with your typical resolutions and kind of connects you with a journey that you can understand that you're on and it's a long journey. It's a year journey. It's however long you want it to be, but it's not one and done. I love that, Michelle. And I love that you brought up that example of one of our colleagues, because I think whenever someone says I need rest, people autom- I, I know I would back in the day think automatically, oh my God, you're lazy. We need rest. We can't rest. We got it. We got to do. We can't rest. And I love it that she said that. And I love what you just said about it. Because this whole idea, when someone says they want to rest, I hear that. For me, when I say I need rest, it means I need to be more mindful. I want to be more present to my day. I'm too speeded up. I'm, I'm frittering, frittering away the time of the day and not really knowing what's happening. So I don't, rest is not a lazy thing. Rest is a real active thing for me. When I say I need a break, which I'm going to take a break, you know, a little bit this month, it means that I need to get more clear. I need to be more mindful. I need to be more present. I need to get back connected to my desire. I need to get back connected to my intention. Because one of the things that you always said in some of your writings, Michelle, and I know we talk about it a lot, is like the intention is the soul's desire. It is our deepest desire within. What, when we sit in quiet to get that word or to get that intention to come up for us, it's coming from the inside brewings of the soul or the heart or the, ins- and I think one of the things that you always said to me that made me really like light up inside was it's kind of the starting point of a dream. Mm-hmm. It's the starting point of our lives. It's the starting point of 
wow, it's a dream for our lives. We as little girls, I know as a little girl or a little boy or a little person used to have all these dreams. So when we sit as an adult and think about connecting to our soul's deepest desire, it's the starting point of a dream, which is what you said to me in the very beginning when we started this whole practice. And it's a determination of that that's deep within. Mm -hmm. Like it's really, I believe, and correct me, Michelle, and add to this, that our deepest desire for this podcast is for all beings listening to this, all human beings listening to this, start to connect so deeply within to who they really are from within, knowing that they're extraordinary human beings and go from that platform. Go from that already. I am already worthy. Okay, now what do I want? And then the other thing that you said that changed my life completely was that differing from a goal, which we talked about extensively already, intentions brew inside of us. And I just love that. Intentions are bre- like intentions are brewing there. Like think of a, a pot of tea. When you said that to me a long time ago, think of a pot of tea that's brewing and bubbling. It's waiting for you to take it off the stove and pour it into the cup. So intentions brew inside of us. That's a cool visual. And they're waiting for us to to take hold of them and actually implement them into our daily lives. So Well, I do feel like they the, stem from the internal sorry. So sorry. that's and you I keep saying that because you I've been meditating and practicing for 40 years now this year. And when you and I first had a conversation about this a decade or so ago, like this changed my life, even though I knew that we want to live my life from the inside out, having the visual of brewing inside of me, having the understanding that everything truly does come from within and to listen to things in the outside world, to be the, the guidepost of our lives is never going to go well. And when I look at 2023, I've, I've kind of gone back to that. Oh, I could, I can handle this. I can handle that. I can change this. I can, I can make a difference here and change this. And so, so much of what I saw in 2023 was going against what I already know to be true. Like we cannot change things that we have no control over. But I thought for some reason this year, I somehow forgot. It got covered up inside of me that I had control over things that I have no control over. So this Mm -hmm. has really been an awakening for me again this year. We're always having awakenings. and. I'll close this little piece out with saying, you said this to me a while ago, that intentions are our soul's way of speaking to us. Mm -hmm. Soul's way, heart's way, internal way of speaking to us. Wow. Yeah, you are amped up. I've gone deep. I love it. I've gone deep into this. I am. I love it. I'm always excited about this intention. You can just take over the whole episode. No. I don't even have to speak. No, in a good way, because this is all your, no, no, no. I, yes, I, I know it. that. I love it. These are all your words. Intentions show us where we want to place our priorities. Yes. Like I lost sight of my intention this past year. And Actually, was placing, I did too. I, I was placing my priority on what could I change here? Mm-hmm. Like trying to put time and effort and energy into something that I had absolutely no control over and then getting frustrated about it. Mm-hmm. So I believe in using your words again, they're building blocks to manifesting or having the outward life that we deeply desire for our lives. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 
You're Sorry. right. No, no, no. It's no. so good. I'm just so I excited love about this because your practice it. has changed my life. I'm so happy and honored to hear that. Um, and I, you know, I think I'm just sitting listening because some of the things that you're reading, I had written a few years ago and it was like kind of like hearing it for the first time. I'm like, Oh wow, that's, that's good. Wow. I said that. That's good. Well, these are all things in my journal. These are all things because I journal as a result of you and journaling practice. And these are just all things that I, as I've, as I closed out 2023, thinking about what is my intention? What is my deepest desire for 2024? I've been journaling all these things, all the things that you've taught me that I know to be true, but sometimes we all know some of these things to be true. And all of you listening, you probably... These are touching your heart, I hope, in some ways. You know it to be true, but we forget. Mm-hmm. And we think, and we we let our willpower go in a crazy direction sometimes. Oh, I know better. Wait, I can get this person to change. I can get this done. I can do this. Power through something. Yeah, and sometimes it takes what it takes. You know, I have a great teacher. It who, takes what it takes. Who said to me, James Finley, he always said, Barbara... When it's going to the throes of the beginning of this divorce, he said, Barbara, it takes what it takes. You got to get him on the pod in 2024. I agree. We got to get many people on the pod in 2024. I've got some ideas that we'll run through, but it just, it takes what it takes. And sometimes <laughs> I know that sounds a little superficial, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. It takes what it takes. But if, if you really just sit with it just for a second, it lets you off the hook a little bit of trying to make it work right now, right this minute. Like you said, Michelle, sometimes resolutions and goals are like, oh my God, I have to do it right now. Oh, it has to happen now. Or, oh, I'm already into January 20th and I eat cookies for breakfast or whatever it is we're saying to ourselves. It's so interesting. It lets you, it takes what it takes. Mm-hmm. And when I think of 2023 as being one of my most difficult years in my life, now in the beginning of 2024, I can look back and say, yeah, I get it. It took what it took. And now look where I am today. I'm exuberant. I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling hopeful. And I'm sharing all of this with you today. I love that. That's really wonderful. So going backwards a little bit with intentions in general, as I was kind of preparing for this episode and reading back of some things that I had written about it and just remembering where this originated for me, I had kind of forgotten that I learned the practice of setting intentions in yoga. Um, I did yoga teacher training back in 2012. Is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And my teacher would always, at the start of each class, have my my the yoga training that I did was was very meditative and spiritual, which is why I was so drawn to it. And so my teacher every, at the beginning of every class would kind of have us start in a meditative place, connecting with ourselves. And he would always ask us to set an intention for the class. And I had never really thought of that as a practice before. And, you know, for that instance, it was, you know, what do you need for this class to be for you. And I was super, super religious about going to yoga back then. And it was just a very mind, body, spirit practice for me. And 
it just, it, it got me through so many difficult situations that I was going through back then. And so I had never thought to ask myself, like, what do I need from this experience and how do I want to move through it? And, you know, some days when I would show up to practice and I was tired and I didn't want to be there, like, you know, I would just intend to, um, have the strength to get through it. And some days when I just was, you know, full of energy, I wanted to be, you know, enthusiastic. Like I just, it was really one of the first times I had been prompted to notice that I was about to start something, check in with myself to see how I wanted it, what I wanted from it. And then to use that intention as kind of like that guiding light throughout the practice. And I just really loved it because even if I can intend in a yoga class to be powerful, you know, maybe the class is going to be extra hard that day and my energy is low and I don't feel fully powerful, like to my greatest ability physically, but I know that I'm setting the intention to be powerful and that however I do it in that moment, it's what I needed, if that makes sense. So knowing that for just yoga, I'm like, this is kind of for life as well. And that's really where that came for me. You know, I, I don't have to just do this before a yoga class. I can do this for anything. And especially as you were saying, thinking about starting a new year, choosing something that was more in alignment with those deepest desires and what I wanted and, and just letting it like you were saying, come from the inside out rather than the outside in. I think too, what I heard you say, Michelle, when you would, when we talked a lot after your yoga classes, but you trusted the moment, no matter how hard it was going to be, or even if you didn't have the energy that you thought you needed for the class, you were just always very trusting and willing of the moment of giving it your best and having, setting your intention for that class and doing it and not having any judgment yeah. about what it is you did or how good you did or looking around at other people at how they were doing. You really just were fully embodied in yourself in that moment, in that class and trusted whatever that class and whatever you had to give was enough. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of where it stemmed from me. And I think as we get into the practice of choosing a word and and what that looks like, for us in 2024, just reiterating and encouraging everyone to, you know, I think for me, when I, as I was choosing my word for this year, there were so many things that were coming up for me at the end of 2023. And I just started to notice so many themes. Um, So much happened. And even though it felt really, really chaotic, it was also very on theme for my life personally, where I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, this sucks, but this makes sense. And I say all that to say that I was very present to what was happening for me during those last weeks of 2023, because it allowed me to listen to those whisperings of the soul or the deepest desires for, okay, all of this kind of happened This is what, and this is kind of why we did last week's episode first. So you can kind of do the inventory and then come, come to this part of deciding what you want to focus on. Um, You know, knowing everything that happened for me in this year and what I learned and how I felt and what I want. um, 
what is coming out of that? And what is my soul or heart or spirit, whatever word you want to use, asking of me now in this next chapter? And I just, I don't know, I like that approach. It just feels gentler and more fun and more curious. I'm a curious cat. So, and it's interesting because when you approach all of this from that place, like you, you can be really, really surprised by what comes up and what you think, like your mind thinks that you should be choosing for a year and then what versus what your heart or your soul is asking for. And it's a funny cat and mouse game of like, okay, but I really want this, but this is what I'm hearing, but this is what my, I really, I want to make this the thing, but no, this is what my intuition is telling me. It's, it's really interesting. I love it. And I, I kind of went back and forth like that with myself thinking about what I'm looking for this year. Um, but just remembering that versus a goal and intention is that soul's desire. And I really do think it's like, where are we being guided in this new chapter? What are, where are we really wanting to place our energy and our priorities and how we want to spend our time? I also love this practice because when we set an intention and choose a word, it can be that overarching guide throughout the year. And maybe some days you won't think about the intention or maybe you will. Um, but something can pop up in your life and you realize, oh, I intended to be this and this is happening. And it just makes you pause and think and maybe act a little differently or just take a pause to decide. I remember I chose ease, ease for 2020. In January, 2020, you declared, mom, this is going to be my year of ease. Insane. Um, Because I was like, you know, it's been a busy few years. I just want this new year to kind of just, I want to lean back and go with the flow and just feel light. And as we know, like what, one month, month and a half later, COVID started. And then a lot, a lot of crazy stuff happened for me personally to where midway through the year, I was like laughing at myself for choosing ease because I'm like, what on earth was I thinking? But in that same vein, despite the fact that nothing that was happening in the, in the external world was easy, it allowed me to look at it through the lens of ease and saying, okay, how can I approach dealing with this with a greater sense of ease? And not to say that managing the chaos that was happening in my life, even looking at it through that way ever was easy breezy, but it allowed me to, I don't know, almost take a deep breath and calm myself a bit to figure out how I really wanted to approach things instead of going into some sort of autopilot. I, as a witness to you in 2020, I just want to say that's why this practice is so important for me and so powerful and why we want to share it with all of you. You chose these in January, 2020, March, 2020, the world came to an end basically with, with COVID and the pandemic. And you did go through a lot of, a lot of chaos, a lot of trauma, a lot of turmoil. And 
why this practice is so powerful. You chose ease and no, the outside world was anything but easy. The outside world gave you the kitchen sink of everything that could go wrong and everything that could not be easy by all intention purposes of people looking at the outside world. It certainly was not easy, but ease was what was in your soul's desire. Ease was what you chose for 2020. Ease was what you desired greatly for 2020 had nothing to do with the outside world. So you manage through all of the chaos, which I, I'm hopeful that you're going to share some of that in 2024 during the podcast. You managed through all that with great ease. It was so hard. It was so brought you to your knees in many instances. It was so difficult. But you navigated all that with the most extraordinary ease, with the most extraordinary grace and deep, deep feelings But because that was your deepest desire and you linked into and aligned with what it was you wanted, it was there for you. It's Mm -hmm. like when you are in alignment with what your deepest desire is, it shows up for you. Yeah. It's your, it's your guide. It's your protection. It's your comfort. It's your knowing. And so it showed up for you every step of the way during 2020. I I'm excited about the prospects of you writing about it. And I'm excited about the prospects of you sharing some of the details of it, but it was extraordinary to be a witness to it. And I'm really, really grateful for it because it it's everything that we're talking about and everything that we share is our own, are our own personal experiences. And 2020 was an extraordinary year to watch you go through the things that you went through and blossom. And just like probably what you would say, 2023 has been an extraordinary year for me to come out the other side. Yeah. What was your 2023 word? I'll have to go back and I'll have to figure that out. Um, trustworthy. Trustworthy. Life is trustworthy. I think. That's actually wild. It's really When you wild. think about that. Life is trustworthy. Trustworthy. Yeah. Trustworthy. And you know, yeah, I when I look at when I look at where I've been and what's all gone down and everything I can see how that served me really well. I didn't drown. You know, we're not saying that you're going to just ride into the sunset on a white horse and everything's going to be beautiful for the year. It certainly is not what the case was for you in 2020 and certainly trustworthy as my word for 2023 wasn't the case. But as I sit here in 2024. Oh, Trustworthy was a year before. It was new, which is also works. Oh, all of it. Yeah. Both. New, yeah. So it's very fascinating. I just wanted to interject that piece that when you are choosing what your heart's, soul's, your life's deepest desire is from the inside out, it truly acts as a Protection is a hard word for me to use, but I like to use it. But sometimes I don't like to use it because we think of protection. Oh, we're never going to get hurt. Well, of course we're going to get hurt. We live our lives. We're going to get hurt. But the protection means that we, we have somewhat, we have, we have a protection that has our back mm-hmm. that if we do get hurt, we're going to know what to do next. So I love it. And I did, I know we, I've been, we could, this could be like a month long episode, but yes, I love it. I love well, it because this idea of it, tapping in and it's, it becomes your guide for the year. It becomes your guide for life because it's coming from the inside out. Yeah. 
Let's take another quick break. And we are back. And I think the fact that we're, <laughs> no, I just want to say, cause you're aware of it. Like you said, you name it. It's coming deep from within you. You're aware of it and it empowers you in a way that you never thought possible. That's like being open. You're such a creative person. You're such an open person. It massively created your life for 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, it unfolded things that you never, ever thought possible. Yep. Even though they were hard. Yeah. So wow. do you think people know what we're talking about? <laughs> do they know what we're talking about? Yes. I, I don't know if you, yes. need, you know, you choose a word that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, perfect. So, all right. Um, <laughs> so the practice. Yeah. Walk choosing your practice. words. Walk everybody through this practice. Again, um, I, I find that this is a practice wh- that you sh- can, and I recommend doing when you can take some time to sit with yourself, either meditation or just closing your eyes or even, you know, after an exercise or a yoga class or wherever you feel like you're most connected to yourself and not distracted by anything else in the external world. And just kind of sitting with yourself, asking yourself what you really want and what do you wish to create this year? And, you know, we talk about asking ourselves these important life questions, but just choosing questions that work for you and just seeing what pops up to cultivate that clarity for this new chapter of life and noticing what comes up and not overthinking and not also micromanaging what comes up. You know, like I was saying before, sometimes my head likes to get in the way and saying, okay, but no, but I really want this when my mind is saying something or my heart is saying something else. So just without judgment, let whatever come up, come up and take note. And from that same space, choose a simple word that is, that encapsulates that desire as your intention and something that feels powerful for you, aligned for you and really makes a statement based on that feeling of connecting with yourself and what you want and what's most aligned. And again, like knowing that it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. And it can be weird, like, you know, choosing a word, it, it's personal. Um, so really feel, feeling into it and f- pick what feels right for you. Of course, just remembering to keep it on the positive side. I, I mean, I don't think any of us would want to intend something negative or harmful, um, but just noticing the tone and the energy of the word that you're choosing um, and making sure that it is actually in alignment with what you want and not like the thing that comes to mind as an example of this is like weight loss um, as a word, you know, that to me, for me personally has a lot, it's a charged word and it's not always positive. So if, if your intention is, is something in the physical body, maybe it's health or vitality, or, you know, something that, that maybe feels a little more aligned and positive and not so punishing. And I think it's what, how you want to feel. You always talk about how, asking yourself, how do you want to feel? Mm-hmm. Weight loss isn't a feeling. Health is a feeling. Vitality is a feeling. So thinking about one of the things that, that I know you and I talk about a lot is you know, first of all, meditation is all meditation is, is sitting in quiet with yourself. 
and allowing the mind, allowing the thoughts in the mind to go and allowing yourself to, to see, to sit and sink deeply into your inner knowing. So you allow the mind to think, but you're going to sit in quiet and let the mind think, but you're going to actually put your attention, attention on the inside, internal heart, the soul, the inner part of you. And I just take a few deep breaths and I get kind of in touch with that inner place in me. So if you've never meditated before, it's, it's not, it's not difficult. It's not, we make it difficult because the mind is trying to make it convoluted and, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. It's not difficult. Just sit there and, and close your eyes if that feels comfortable or lower your gaze to the floor and just really start taking some nice, deep cleansing breaths and allow yourself to just be in the chair notice your, your sits bones in the chair, allowing yourself to be in the chair. And then one of the things you taught me so long ago, Michelle, was then once I feel connected, okay, like I'm taking some deep breaths, I'm allowing the mind to do whatever it's going to do. And I'm really putting my attention inward. Then I ask myself, what is my, what is my intention for 2024? What is my intention for this next chapter of my life? What do I really want? What do I want to desire for this next chapter of my life? And then the thing that you also said to me a long time ago that you do a lot, even throughout the whole year, how do I want to feel? Like, what is the feeling that I want? And then just to notice what, what is the inner heart, soul, whisperings of the heart, the, the longings inside of your body saying it, it will always come up. Now the mind will try to say, as you said, Oh, don't listen to that. You really need this. You need this. You need this. It always comes up, but we just, we most of the time don't just take it. We kind of have to figure it out in our mind. So I let that come up in my mind. And I know when I gave you my word, you were like, Oh really? <laughs> Cause probably you're looking at 2023 thinking that was the farthest thing from what you were doing. So, oh, but it makes sense. And it feel, and I said to myself, how does this, it feels, it felt right. My mind could try to negate it all it wanted, but I wouldn't allow it to because it just felt right. And it fit, it fit with me. Yeah. And so no matter what comes to mind, allowing yourself to just be in what fits and trusting that that's right for you. Yeah. So choosing a word and, and really affirming it and owning it and letting it be a declaration and being confident in it. You know, like you said, it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. You know, your word for this current year. I was like, oh, interesting, but it was what's right for you. And so know that if it's right for you, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. And I like, especially when I first set an intention to kind of reaffirm it often, you know, put it on your phone or put it on your mirror or write it on your mirror or just let it be around you so it can like seep into your life and let let your actions be infused and in alignment with that word Um, because that's how it starts to take shape in your physical reality. And also remembering to like let go of any sort of expectations and outcomes that you think will happen because you've made that intention. Like when I chose ease all those years ago, like I'm thinking I'm going to be like leaned back and just easy, breezy, chill through life. Um, when obviously that was not the case. So letting like 
owning the word confidently and holding like that curious optimism of what it's going to present for you this year. Because I think the cool thing about this practice is that you just don't know how it's going to play out throughout the year. Things will come up and surprise you and they'll be like, oh yeah, that's interesting when I chose this word, how this is playing out. And so not being too rigid or tightly attached to a specific outcome or ending with the intention, but just like open to what life could be or look like or feel like living life from that place. I love that, Michelle, because you're right. We can't have any attachment to it because the mind will try to say you chose the wrong word, right? you know, February 15th and all of a sudden it's not, oh my God, this was the wrong word. You needed to do this. You need, you did it wrong. You did this whole exercise wrong. I love that you just said, just settle into trusting the knowing that it is for you and that it's not going to play out in any particular way that you think that it should allowing life to just unfold the way it is. I think we did a post on one of our Instagram accounts that said that, you know, letting life unfold, like being in the, you know, letting life unfold in its own way. We're always trying to rush ourselves. Oh my God, this Trust is not your working. timing. Trust your timing. Like we're, our sweatshirts. Yeah. We're always trying to rush ourselves and letting life unfold the way that it's supposed to. We're not the boss of the way life unfolds. We're the boss of, becoming aware and making the choices and the actions that are aligned with us in the most kind, powerful way that we can. We're not the boss of life. So I think that's really been a teacher for me this year. I'm not the boss of life. I'm not the boss of other people. I'm not any of those things. I'm only the boss of my own actions and my own understanding. So if I can settle into what you just said so beautifully, trusting that the word that we chose is what we chose and it came from deep within and don't abandon it. Don't try to change it and don't try to attach to it and don't try to have all these different meanings to it. Be open and receptive to whatever life is going to show you with the backdrop of that word that you chose for your, that intention word that you chose for this Mm -hmm. year. That's served me a lot. I love it. So do you want to share what we chose? So are you ready? I do. For the big reveal? I do. Barbara, what is your 2024 intention word? My 2024, 2024 intention word is acceptance. Mm. And when I think about all the things that have happened in 2023, when I look back on some of the hardships, some of the misery, some of the pain some of my own self-induced pain because my mind took the original pain down a whole rabbit hole. It was because I did not have the acceptance of that I had no control, that I am not the boss of life. I don't have control over people, places, and things in my life. I only have control over my own actions and my own desires of how it is that I want to take the next step. And for some reason, I lost sight of that during this year, thinking that I could have the power. And it was a really good friend and colleague of ours that said to me, you know, this person or this entity that you're talking about, they're not your friends, you know, they're colleagues. And I think it's best to think of it that way. And I remember walking away from that conversation thinking, wow, this is genius. She's right. I had it, I had it, I had this, because of this divorce and because of me feeling alone or because of this 33-year divorce, ending, this marriage ending and divorce, 
It was like I was gathering up all the people in my life or all the things or all the, the work colleagues or all the things. I felt like I needed to check them all off the list and gather them all off and make them my friends or make sure that they were my friends or make sure they chose me. It was this little probably high school girl going and gathering up all the people who are my people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting when I look back and when I really reflected a lot at the end of 2023, thinking about what I was feeling and I was feeling lost. I was feeling alone and I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know who my people are. You know, 33 years of being married to a person, I don't know. And some of the trauma that has transpired in the past six months of 2023 really put me into a tailspin of like, I need to run after all the people and make sure they're my friends and do whatever I need to do and cross boundaries and, you know, get rid of any of my thoughts and just make sure they're my friends. So it was interesting for me to think about that and what came really strongly in November, probably around my birthday time, just everything that I learned in treatment you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, I went into treatment for bulimia in 1984. Wow. It'd be 30 years at the end of this year or 40 years. Holy goodness, 40 years. And one of the things that, that served me so well and has continued to be a bedrock of my recovery has been the serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the wisdom to know the difference you know, all of those things. And it, I know I, I kind of jumped around on that, but it was really grant me the serenity to know what I can change. I've kind of reworded a little bit in my own brain and the wisdom to know the difference. And this idea of how can I now accept the things that I cannot change Yeah, and have the wisdom to know the difference and take the actions and the steps to change the things that I can. And the only things that I can change are the things that I have control or power over, which is not people, places, or things. So in sitting with myself, awareness, really having the awareness of knowing that, but then my word is the deep acceptance. You know, I have the awareness, but I wasn't, I was lacking in 2023 of the acceptance of it. I didn't want that awareness to be true because I felt like I needed to gather up all my people. That's really interesting. So acceptance. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Acceptance. And we'll go through more of that in this year, as I've said, but acceptance, acceptance of myself, of who I am, loving myself and trusting myself completely, but also accepting of who other people are and not having anger about it or not having resentment. I've kind of (laughs) worked through some of that in this past 2023, but just not being angry or mean or upset with people if this is where they are, especially work colleagues or especially people that we're in, you know, in, in organizations together with like they're doing the best they can and I'm doing the best I can. And maybe that's just the way it has to be, but not abandoning myself in any way situation and not asking others to abandon themselves to choose me. I love it. Can have a whole other episode on that, I think. Well, I think we will. I think all of this, that's why I love this idea of of words, because I think we will. I think we are going to have a whole episode on how all this unfolds. 
Great. So my word for 2024 is light. Hmm. Um, I love I, it. I noticed that it was coming up for me a lot at the end of 2023 with things feeling so heavy and that I was intending for lightness in the new year. But like just in all aspects of the word, I noticed that I kept, I think even on this podcast, talking about that, um, the line in that Christmas song, let your heart be light. Um, and I just felt like light is what I was yearning for. So beautiful. Let's see how it goes. Beautiful. Well, we just took a walk on the beach two nights ago. In, in the, the moonlight. Moon. And I remember running out saying, oh my gosh, Michelle, it's a full moon. Let's go. And we ran outside and we went onto the beach. And I remember you looked at me and you said, I am so happy we're doing this. So I think it was igniting and feeding that light within. Yeah. Because the moon was so bright mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful. And you were dancing. You were dancing in the light on the beach. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode. I hope that this practice is helpful for you. And when you choose your word, let us know, send us a message or tag us on Instagram. We would love, love, love to hear everyone's intention words for 2024. And don't be too hard on yourself in this practice. Just let whatever comes come and just be curious of what, what life will be with this as your guide. It's here's to a, here's to a light and accepting year. Yeah. Yes. Grounded in exactly who you are, being authentic, being your real, true, authentic self. Thank you. I love you, Michelle. Love you, mom. Thank you for this practice. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. I love all of you so much. Thank you. And I'm excited for this 2024 to unfold. Me too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and being such a fabulous community for the show. If you're loving the show, which we hope you are, please make sure that you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, so that you are always up to date with each new episode. And if you haven't yet already, give us a five-star rating and a review, leave a review. That's so helpful to us and we really greatly appreciate it. If you want to share your intention words and even ask us questions or request a podcast topic, make sure you're following us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, at Barb Knows Best Pod. That is the best way to do so. Lastly, we still have some journals for sale. I do love to use a journal for this practice. So if you're wanting a new one, we have a few left via the link in our show notes. These are limited editions. So when they're gone, they gone. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you, mom, for everything. And we will chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.